it's coach tori and this is raising runners we talk running fitness mental health and so many more topics as the founder of a youth running program i approach all of our conversations with our youth athletes in mind and kind of have a focus around those things but as you will see we are finding that all of these topics relate to runners and people who like to move and do fitness or anything like that um, relates to everybody check it out Coach Tori here, and we are talking about optimizing your running when running can't be your entire life. I'm sure a lot of you picture, like me, a dream world where you wake up after nine hours and 10 minutes of sleep, the sun is up, the birds are chirping, the weather is no humidity, it's 47 degrees, you get to have your coffee, your pancakes, you get to go out on your nice long run, you come home, shower, stretch, foam roll, nap, uh, go to your chiropractor, go do a strength session. I mean, right, like we can picture what, if running was all we did, you can picture what your days would look like. You also could probably imagine how unstoppable you can be as a runner. Cause I know I also have those visions of like, if I eat, breathed, slept running, and that was all it was like, I could be amazing. But I also live in the real world. And sometimes that is figuring out how to make things work. So slightly more realistic kind of day, you wake up, not enough sleep. It's raining. You didn't get to have the perfect breakfast. You now have to go to work or whatever you're doing for eight, 10, 12 hours. You come home, you maybe squeeze in a workout. You try to fit in dinner, right? So that's more of what our lives are actually looking like. How can we still be the great runner we want to be? And again, that's all defined by whatever you want that to mean. But how can we still be a runner when we can't make running everything that we're doing? So. That is what we're going to talk about in this mini series. We're going to talk about some main elements to that. Of course, running, our strength training, our recovery, our sleep, our nutrition, um, our mindset, and all things kind of with that, that we can do to still be the great runners we want to be, but also still live in the lives that we have. In today's episode, I am talking with Ellen, who is a a uh, personal trainer, strength coach. She works with a lot of busy athletes. Um, I believe she says uh, weekend warriors. So that's people who have their desk job or, you know, work super busy all throughout the week and can really get their fitness in on the weekend. So she has a great perspective on the kinds of people we are talking about in our newest mini series on optimizing our running for in the real world for busy people. Um, so we talk a lot about strength, but strength in relation to injury prevention and injury recovery. Uh, she gives some great tips on not just why we need to do strength training, um, but how we can do strength training, different ways of training so that we are reducing our risk of injury, but also ways to help us recover faster from a lot of the common ailments that us runners face. So really great conversation, super informative, uh, love all the stuff that she gets to share and it definitely sparked some reminders in me of things that I need to be doing to make sure I also stay injury free.
well, so now it is working. I got my mic on. <laughs> we are good to go. Um, but if you want to start by introducing yourself so we know who we are hearing from today. Brilliant. Yeah. So my name is Ellen Dieverfeld. Um, don't worry about my last name. It is it is what it is, I normally say. Um, so I am I am from Sweden. I live in Sweden now, uh, but I've lived in the UK for quite a few years. Um, I work as a personal trainer and health coach online um, these days. And I work mainly with people who are, I, you know, weekend warriors. They're often like desk bound for work. And then, you know, they are, most of them are runners, but cyclists, you know, they are sport people. And we are dealing with injuries and it's frustrating. So I spend a lot of time with my clients figuring out how to make it all work for them when dealing with injuries, because it's so frustrating. It feels like it's the end of the world. Exactly. Well, and so I found you, I think, or we found each other um, because I was looking for someone who could talk about injury injury prevention slash recovering from injuries but especially focusing on because that's like what we've been looking at is like really busy people so once I found you or you found me it was like oh you know exactly the kind of people we're talking about right um so it seems like a perfect fit so I'm super excited to kind of get all of your your info on this because I mean I know from like a professional standpoint um, you know, how to like help runners not get injured and like writing good training plans and stuff. But like, especially me personally, like I've only had a few running injuries, but like, I know it is just so, so hard to recover from. Um, so I guess let's get started with our, our topics that we had discussed. Um, because <laughs> I can't I wait. Like, I'm yeah. so excited. I'm oh, good. Forever. <laughs> good, good. Cause you're going to have to, because I won't have much to put in here. Sure. Um, okay. So talking about recovery as like the best injury prevention strategy, um, can you just talk, well, obviously like maybe explain that to people who, cause I know there's still some of us who get really stuck on the, like no days off, can't, you know, can't take breaks, can't recover. So if you could just talk actually to start with like why we need to recover and then like what that looks like, how that affects our performance, but then injuries. And I know that was like a five part question or whatever, but I feel like you can at least get started on the recovery part. Yeah, absolutely. And I will, I will do my best to sort of not run away with this question because it's easy to. Yeah, so really when we are exercising or doing any form of physical activity, um, actually, well, let's narrow it down to sports and physical activity. Um, The body basically recovers when when it gets time off, right? We put load through the body to make it stronger. But because it is a stressor, you know, running or strength training, any form of physical activity, it can or is a stressor. And we need to recover to let it build back up again. And as simple as that, right? However, um, runners, I know, you know, I sometimes call us, uh, 
a different breed or but I, I see this in, in other sports as well like that mentality of you like the grind you kind of get a bit of a, a kick from doing the grind because you, you can do it it's mentally you can do it as well and maybe you haven't also realized that even if you mentally can do something doesn't mean that your body can cope all the time so recovery is not just about you know oh you need to take it easy so that you can it's really because the body is being broken down when you put low through it all the time and sort of day after day um and um when when you recover it can look you know in in different for everyone so recovery is the same for everyone but it it, it is also not it depends on various reasons but um if you don't recover you will most likely burn out you will get injured and in worst case scenario you won't be able to run ever again right that's the worst that's the worst case scenario right um in the best case you know if you're recovering right you know you can you know carry on and building a strong body you never really have any you know, major setbacks, you know, niggles here and there, a couple of weeks off and so on here and there, but you're bouncing back pretty quick. Um, and that is really what we're looking for because we can't guarantee injury, like not having injuries just because we're recovering and doing everything right. Um, right. I, I hope I made that simple. I'm not yeah. sure. <laughs> no, I think you did. Um, so now I know like one element of recovery is like just the recovery that we need from like each day, right? Like we, we as people need that whatever, six to eight hours of sleep. And that's like definitely part of recovery. And if we're not getting that, I know that can be a whole bunch of, you know, other issues and we will we'll have a sleep episode in a couple of weeks. But, um, in addition to that, like, do you have a specific like amount of days or is it like after certain kinds of workouts that you recommend people take like a rest day? Cause I know like running streaks are super popular too, where people are like, I'm on day 377 of running at least a mile a day. And I know some people really thrive with that, but you're not having any days to recover then. Right. Yeah. Um, and like I would say, well, I wouldn't really recommend running a mile a day normally, even though, you know, it is a short distance for some people, but for some it's not. So there is nuances here that, um, you know, you need to take into consideration when, when doing something like that. Then, you know, that thriving is probably because, oh, you know, when someone realizes, oh my God, I feel great from getting out, being physically active every day, you know, you get that sense of achievement. So I get why people, you know, get a kick from it. But also at the same time, it puts that um, potential pressure on you that, or you can't feel the reward if you don't run. And that becomes a nuance where you potentially want to pay attention to like how you are dealing with it or, you know, just having a look at that thought. Um, but then also, if you are a runner, running a mile a day 
you know, I don't, you know, it's hot. What is the time frame there? Is it a year? Is it two years? Things like that. But that won't necessarily get you better, right? There's no structure in running. And that's where it becomes, you know, for performance, if you want to improve running, that is not going to cut it. Maybe initially, you know, when you're just starting out, but it is not stimulating enough. Um, for your muscles and your energy systems and and so on so that's why i i wouldn't necessarily recommend it um and again if we take someone who's just starting out maybe they haven't been running or they haven't ran for you know 10 years or never starting off with a mic might be too much and then to do it every day not such a great um, thing to do, but you know there is ways you can manipulate that. So you know you make it work. But yeah, right. I yeah. So that's a that's a running streak. Um, and what was the question again? I think I got too excited about that. So I was just thinking. I was like, I don't even know what I asked you, but I do remember talking about running streaks. <laughs> Yeah. But I didn't know what I was going to ask you. So hopefully yeah. you answered the question. I'm sure either way there was yeah. enough info in it. Um, but because you were talking about how like doing the mile a day or whatever is not going to be the right stimulus and everything for your muscles to improve. I feel like that leads right into the next thing we were going to talk about, about like strength training, how strength work is so important, not only for injury prevention, but also injury recovery, because what we're doing when we're just repeatedly running is not enough. Can you talk a yeah. little bit about that? Yeah. So um, here is probably where I was spending quite a bit of time explaining stuff. Um, so um, let's start about, let's start with why strength work is important for running and, and like just recovery. So when you get often, when we get into, from running is because we get some type of overuse injury like inflammation you know achilles tendonitis plantar fasciitis like a sore like runner's knee type or uh, tensor fascia latte um, syndrome and things like that they are inflammations or tendonitis and to heal ten like inflammations um it is best heal with movement or recovered with movement. Um, now, initially, if it's really bad and really flared up, maybe you take a rest week, just, you know, don't do anything, just let it settle. But then you want to start moving that area to create blood flow and bring nutrients into that area to boost like a, or to generate like that healing process so that's where you start you know like cir circling your foot maybe you know just point flex the foot maybe that's the initial um prescription of movement uh, or exercises is really what they are and then it's when you do have an inflammation often if it is you know an injury or an inflammation that you've had for quite a while since runners can tend to run on injuries right it's like oh it's not too bad I can still do it <laughs> and the thing with the inflammation is often that once you warm up it feels all right you know you don't feel the pain but then once you cool down you're like oh shit it's 
you know, that was a bit too much. So it is tricky to navigate um, um, that sort of type of energy, but just because you feel better from movement, but that is because you have blood flow, you warm it up and so on. Um, but yeah, so it heals with movement, um, but then you obviously have to then navigate what is too much, right? And, you know, not enough, because also if you just sit still, it don't, you know, it becomes stiff and you don't, um, what's the word? You're not exercising the, the structure of the tendon. So a tendon is built up by collagen and collagen likes to be loaded, right? So let's say if we have an Achilles, um, inflamed Achilles, you may have heard that you should do calf raises. That is to stretch the tendon whilst putting load through it. Tendons like to be loaded that way. Um, and, and also because the, the fibers or the collagen can get like a bit knotted. So with that movement, it helps them to sort of slide back into place again and just function as they should, sort of that contraction, um, extension or release a bit better. Um, now, when you, so that's why you want to move whilst you're injured, right? But then you, you're building up from, you know, activation, you like exercise that would just activate the area and then slowly build it up to strengthening that area. That is sort of the, the progress of the exercises that you choose. Lighter load to, and then you start to build them up. Now, if you are a runner, so, and then I go into this sort of injury prevention aspect of strength work, um, it is, again, try, trying to minimize the risk to get injuries because it is just, it is a, a hassle to be injured. It's so frustrating. Now, when you are running and when, especially when you start taking the distance up quite a lot, also intensity and also it depends on, you know, are you just starting out, things like that? Have you done strength training before? But because running is, I would call it like a single leg sport, right? You're always landing on one leg. Um, the stability there is crucial for a runner, right? So because it's so repetitive, your muscles will start to become tired, right? Your alignment and your stability will start to sort of give. And this then can result in overuse injuries. Right, the weak area gets overused because it is not strong enough, or that slightly stronger area becomes overworked because it has to compensate for the weak area, right? And then it's also the fact that we want to use the energy to go forward, right? Not having to work so much in stabilizing the body, the body side movement that still comes from running. So strength work will basically make you more efficient in running. And that's why um, you are less prone to injuries, right? There is less force, there is less load on the joints because you have muscles that are 
coping with the impact, right? You can absorb the impact better. And especially when you are, you know, tired, you tend to like, you're not running thinking about, oh, I need to, you know, make sure I'm absorbing the impact. You're not thinking of that. So that's why it is good to have um, a muscle memory of, of some sort that, and then muscles that are not fatiguing as quickly. Um, yeah, that's, <laughs> I think that's my tended. I was like, where am I? I have so much to say here, but yeah, yeah. ask me any questions if anything was un unclear there. No, I mean, I think that explained it really well. And I think, um, that's something we either don't always know or don't think about like the way tendons and ligaments like want to be loaded, like you're saying, and like how doing the calf raises like that is actually going to help fix, you know, your inflammation and stuff. And yeah, I think inflammation of those like things are always what runners pretty much have. I mean, like, you know, we get the the stress fractures and stuff, but I feel like those, those tendonitis and all that stuff is so, so common. Um, are there recommended like from you, what you would recommend specific exercises that are like more general, just like if you're a runner, these are some things that you should add into your routine to stay more likely injury-free. Like, is it that general? Um, well, yeah, well, yes and no. I, I definitely say that, well, and also, first of all, like the stress fractures, just to, to jump back there, they are also an overuse injury. Mm -hmm. They still need, they are still coming from that the, the, the load has been too much. The muscles hasn't been able to cope with the, the load and the impact that you've gotten, right? And that stress fracture is often um, like started with like an inflammation and then it becomes chronic and then it starts to break down as well, most of the time. So it is, you know, it's just, it's a more serious kind of injury. It takes a bit more to recover from a stress fracture. But right. okay, so to go back to <laughs> um, what kind of movement? So I think as a runner, if let's say you, you're a busy person, right? Maybe you don't have time to do an hour each time you do a strength session. So first of all, you can get by and quite well by doing two sessions a week, full body, 20 minutes. You can get really far just by doing that. Now, as a runner, key areas that I like to focus on is calf raises. I mean, they are a must. Calf raises and then um, toe raises to work the front of your shin as well equally um, important, right? And that is, I'm, I'm sure many people have had shin splints. Um, so you wanna strengthen that part of your um, calf as well, like the shin, the front of, the front of your lower leg. Um, then stabilizing and balancing exercises, I would say is a priority. And especially in the beginning, right? If you haven't, um well let's say if you're short of time right and you have to compromise somewhere i wouldn't compromise on the stability type of exercises um just because and so then what i mean by that is 
single leg work, right? Where you have to work on your foot balance, your knee balance, your hip, your glutes, you know, and you also quite often work that uh, posterior chain, sort of the back chain of your leg, which is really important just because it mimics well or transfer well into a running stride, right? That point where you hit the ground and the leg just has to stabilize and your core has to be a part of that work as well. Um, and there are, and then I also like to focus on hip and glute strength, right? That is a really big part of the body that will stabilize your running stride. And also if we have a weak glute hip muscle group area that often projects downstream like your knee tends to you know be less stable your foot tends to be less stable so um, it works upstream and downstream when we sort of work on the strength side of things um, however so as let's say we progress in our strength um, workouts or strength exercise um, I would look at then how how are how am I with the balance, right? Is it something that I still need to work a lot on? Then maybe you can take out a couple of, of stabilizing balancing exercises and throw in something more purely strength focused, where you're not focusing on balance, but you're just focusing on building that strength, right? Um, and this is because that will, again, that you want to be elastic, you want to be quick off the ground, for example, and strength, um, more specific strength exercises will help with that as well. But yes, calf raises, a must, toe raises, single leg work. So especially a favorite of mine is a single leg Romanian deadlift, long name, but it's a, a deadlift on a sort of straight leg and you're doing the whole exercise on one leg. Golden, really, it is golden. And uh, like any type of, um, I would say hip raise, preferably single leg, but if that is, you know, that's quite an advanced exercise. So for many, that might be a bit of a challenge. So you can do modifications of it and then build up to it. Because again, it works that glute hip area and core stability which is so important when you run just to you know again not waste energy you know with a body moving from side to side but it projects forward you keep move the the momentum forward um so yeah golden <laughs> those type of exercises I was just thinking, I don't think I ever do calf raises so I'm going to have to start adding that in <laughs> For sure. You have to. I know. And also, like, I find them so boring as well. But really, I mean, they are, it, it, it is a must, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, and then also, I might add that the, the other thing is that we, and also because I used to be, I, I used to be a dancer. I, I studied contemporary dance. And I always thought, I'm really strong. For God's sake, I'm a dancer. I'm on my toes all day long. Same with runners, you might think, but surely I should get like a good strength from you know, like core strength when I'm running. Like, what are you on about? It has to do with energy systems. And when running, it is high, 
you know, it's a high repetitive motion or movement. Um, and it works muscle endurance, not muscle strength. For, for to, to build that strength, you need more load. You need like a higher weight and do less reps to build strength. That, that's the sort of simple answer. Yeah. So, no. yeah, so that's, that's why you want to work maybe in, you know, eight, well, really for a calf race, eight to 15 reps in, in range. That will depend a bit on if you have maybe an ongoing um, inflamed Achilles or not. Um, and there are different ways you can put loads through it, but that's why you, sh you need strength work, running and such. It just won't get you strong enough whatever you might think. Yeah. Yes. No, I know. And I feel like as runners, that's always so hard to hear. Cause I think it's like not something we like ever doing. Um, but before I get into that, cause I think we're going to talk about that too. Um, oh my gosh, what was my question? I just had one and it just flew oh. right <laughs> out of my brain. <laughs> I was like, I have to ask, I have to ask. And now it is totally gone. Yeah. Well, well, I can add something then. Okay. Um, so basically, I know that when we are runners or endurance athletes in general, we are so kind of focused on, I need to get the miles in, I need to get the time in and so on. And, you know, thinking that, oh gosh, do I need to fit in something else on top of everything already? Like, how is that going to work? Um, how... Um, you know, you're exhausted already, you know, maybe your schedule is full and, and so on. And I would then suggest to take out some running time and do the strength. Really, like you won't lose fitness, you won't lose speed of it, it will just benefit you more, right? So if you really have to sort of compromise here, reduce the runs, you know, take out a run or make it shorter, whatever and then fit in that 20 minute you know strength workout twice a week that's all it takes but yeah do it for god's sake do it <laughs> really well, it's so funny you must have been reading my mind because as you started talking before you got to your point i was like oh right i wanted to ask you how to schedule it into what we're doing so it's like exactly brilliant just explain so perfect okay cool so then moving on because yeah. you knew exactly what i wanted to know um kind of what I was just saying, as runners, we get really stuck on, you know, we have to keep running. We can't scale back. Kind of like you just said, like it is important to, if you're like, to be strong, to be able to, you know, get those benefits of like injury prevention and recovery and all that stuff, like maybe take out some running to add more strength. Um, can you just like explain a little bit more? Cause I think also sometimes we just like really want to know, like, am I going to get slower though? Or am like, is it really that important? Um, can you just talk a little bit more about that? Just cause there's always yeah. going to be skeptics who are like, I hear yeah. you say that, but I don't really think it matters. Yeah. I mean, and I, I understand, I understand that. Like I'm, I, I've been one of those people myself on a, on a few occasions, even like, ah, no, it's not that important, but really it is. So it comes Again, it comes back to this um, sort of energy systems that we use when we work on, let's, or to put it simply, you can work on pure strength. And that is what you see, you know, a rep rate in the strength. You know, if you go to a gym, you lift something for six reps, maybe max, 
and you can have really heavy load, but you need a long time to recover, right? That's pure strength. Then you can work on strength and endurance. And this is sort of the area where most people will spend their time in. So I would say from eight to 12 reps. And then you have your muscle endurance. So 12 reps to plus, but in a gym setting, you're not going to do 30 reps of an exercise for one set. That is just, that's a waste of time. You won't really get much out of it. Um, but so when you build strength, so first of all, again, you, let's say you work on your hip and your glute area, that stabilizes your whole leg, right? And with some core thrown in there as well. Um, I won't talk too much about specific exercises because it's just hard to maybe imagine them here, but really a single leg exercise where you have to work on your balance uses the core as well right when you are running so when you um, get that impact in a running stride you have to stabilize your body right or it does it for you no matter what you think you're doing right so when you have a let's say a weaker glute area your that area will have feet well the brain will sort of think you have to work really hard here right to stabilize the body. It has to work, you know, just a bit more. And then for example, your calf then has to um, work even harder again to stable, you know, to propel you forward with an unstable body as an example, right? However, and then if we compare it to, if you have a strong glute and hip area where you are stable, or as stable as you can get really that maybe calf muscle can just you know come lighter off the ground for an example right it's just that the muscles won't be get tired as quick but then it's also because you are more stable there is less you will be quicker off the ground right so a, a prolonged a heavy stride you know a, a, um a long co uh, ground contact time it is your muscles just have to like work so hard to propel you forward right and in and the muscle becomes tired and then you start to like sag maybe collapse more into the joint it wears more on the joint and eventually you will get a, an inflammation of some sort right sometimes you know worse injuries like stress fractures and torn ligaments and things like that but that's more rare like most of the time it is you know inflammation stuff right but it, yeah it has to do with that that you are more efficient as a runner when you are stronger so when you're more efficient you are most likely faster as well or it is easier to run at a you know at a certain pace right because you're you know you coming off the ground quicker, you are propelling forward um, more efficient than having to stabilize all that side movement from the body. Your muscles are, are less tired. They don't fatigue as quick. So that is why strength work is crucial. And I hope that answered the question. Yes, no, it definitely did. And I feel like I haven't heard someone explain it as well as you have, because like I understand 
the whole, you know, your muscles are stronger. They can run faster. They can run longer, but even just talking about like the effort of having to stabilize your body because it's not strong enough. Like, not, you know, I never really thought about it that way too, of like, that is fatiguing you. That is going to make it harder to keep going. Um, so yeah, so no, that was super helpful. Right. Um, any last tips, because I know like you work with those busy people and I feel like you did a great job explaining everything in terms of like for people who are super busy, but any last tips for us busy runners or just busy people in fitness to like things that we need to do to stay injury-free or to like help us get over any kind of injuries? Yeah. Um, sleep. And I, I remember you said that you will have a sleep, uh, you know, episode and I, that's the first priority, you know, whatever I've talked about, if your sleep is not on point, it's going to be a downhill sort of, or an uphill battle, I would say, right? So sleep, don't sacrifice or don't prioritize any exercise over sleep, ideally. Maybe you are a parent with, you know, small children and sleep, it is what it is sometimes. But I think it is really good to know what you're dealing with. So then to be so strict with yourself to like, or think that you are, you know, doing really well because you're so disciplined to get, you know, all the running in, but really the discipline is lacking in recovery and doing the things that you really need to focus on. So I tend to refer to athletes here because a lot of us hobby athletes or weekend warriors, strive to work as athletes right unconsciously or conscious but they are masters in recovery they don't compromise on sleep if they can you know and it is a full-time job for them so we need to be more disciplined and taking recovery serious I have a saying I wrote it to my email list that recovering hard is a thing I mean, really. And I think people are scared to try it out because what if I lose my pace? What if I lose my fitness? You know, because you work so hard for it. But yeah, so that's the thing. That's my last, don't, you know, sacrifice sleep over exercise. Yeah. I love that. And I love the recovery hard um, because yeah, we live in like the hustle culture, right? Like no one's commending you for getting your eight hours of sleep. No one's going to give you like a awesome job on social media because like you chose to sleep in instead of getting your workout done or whatever. You know what I mean? So it's like, I know that's cliche because I'm sure people say that all the time now, but it's like, yeah, we really, we haven't gotten to a point where even though we recognize like, right, the, the athletes who do this for a living, they are prioritizing sleep. So we know it, but the rest of us were just like, nope, yep, I have to be the 4am crew, like I need to be up, I need to get like 18 things done before I go to my 10 hour day at work, right? Um, so now I love that you you mentioned that, because I think we all forget that. And I also appreciate that you mentioned parents, because as much as I would like to prioritize sleep, you know, we can't always, right? <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. guess that there are reasons sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and I mean, and I get it. And I think I saw it somewhere where our parents were like, but like, are you, are you kidding me? I want to exercise. So, and I'm not, not going to do it just because I have a couple of years where I'm not getting eight hours of sleeping. So I understand that. And I think, but the important thing here is to realize what you're dealing with here, that you have to be mindful that you are not getting 
the best recovery that you can have, which is sleep, right? So then be mindful of what type of physical activity you're putting through the body. You just have to be a bit more in tune with how hard you're pressing your body and like what do you want it to do and so on. Yeah, no, I think that's that's super awesome. And I think it's a great place for us to end, even though I feel like we could definitely keep talking more and more. But I, <laughs> you answered all the questions very precisely, but simply and making sure right. I stayed on topic of like, we are talking about busy people because I feel like I completely forgot that as I'm asking you questions today. But where can people find you? Um, and then I will oh, obviously yeah. put the links in the notes, but just so people people know. Yeah. Um, I think the easiest uh, way to find me is my website. So it's called trainwithellen.com. So if you Google it, I'm pretty sure it will come up um, or uh, on LinkedIn, uh, no, um, Instagram. So train.withellen. So that's where, you know, it, I think it's the easiest to find me, but um, definitely website trainwithellen, you will find it. I'm pretty sure. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time and then sharing all of your info with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I just want to thank Ellen so, so much for taking the time to talk with us about all of the strength training, injury prevention, injury recovery, um, all of that was so great, definitely helpful. Um, I think also really related to what we've been talking about and really the audience that obviously um, we are talking about with those busy people. But I mean, nobody wants to get hurt. Nobody wants to have to rehab an injury. Um, I think everybody wants to be able to stay injury free as easy as possible. So also really relevant to pretty much everyone, runners or not. Um, so again, just thank you for all of that. Uh, and then also love that she mentioned sleep because we will be talking about sleep in, I think, the next month. I believe it's within the next month. We have a sleep expert that we're going to get to chat with about all things sleep and rest. Um, so that was really cool as well. All her links are in the notes so you can find her for any training type questions, inquiries, things like that. Um, so yeah, and other news also for the local people in the next couple of weeks, March 11th, we are doing our rock climbing to raise money for the National Alliance on Mental Illness. So anybody who is around the Chester County area, we will be doing that at the rock gym, Malvern, rock climbing gym, Malvern location. Uh, Philadelphia Rock Gym Malvern location. Wow, I should probably get my facts straight. <laughs> um, so that is from 12 to 2 on March 11th. The sign-up link will be in the notes for anybody, again, local who wants to do that. Uh, me, my whole family, pretty much, will all be there climbing, so it should be super fun. We do have t-shirts as well. And then anybody local or not local, we still are doing our running event, our one-hour run challenge in May, May 20th. Uh, you can participate in person or you can participate remotely as well. And again, you will get a t-shirt and a couple other, uh, like we are doing some raffles and things like that too. Uh, the sign-up is also in there. Um, and again, it, it's the event we've been talking about, but it has pivoted slightly just due to a couple changes um, with the nonprofit and organizational things of that nature. But we are still doing it. We are still raising money for a mental health 
um, resources. So definitely check those things out. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you rate, review, subscribe, all the things that you can do for a podcast that you enjoy listening to. Make sure you check out social media, our website, any of those things. If you have questions, comments, interview requests, feel free to email me at marikeerunclub at gmail.com. Thank you.